Intro. What's up, Internet? Uh, so welcome to episode one, Uno, of Brosens. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. So my name's John. I'm Eddie. That's Eddie, the uh, the other Brosen. Uh, we are, uh, well, brothers, cousins. So we're yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that first. So hopefully you guys like this, but we are making... Oh God, a Gen X podcast? Is that what we're gonna is that we're gonna do? Yeah, so I'd say it's Gen X, but it could apply to all generations. Uh, so Eddie's a little older. He's uh early mid Gen X. I'm the tail end of Gen X. Uh so a little different perspective on stuff. Um uh, yeah, what do you think, Eddie? What do you want to say? No, I think it's great. Episode one, here we are. Excited. We've been talking about this for a while. You know, the Gen X thing, there's so many podcasts. Gen X, Gen X, Gen X. So I think what it boils down to is we wanted to do something different. So uh, we figured we'd give it a shot. So let's see. Yeah, cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll hop right in. So Brosens, like what it like? <laughs> it's not like a California raisin, right? We'll go right to a Gen X reference. Um, so we are half brothers, and during the course of uh, some recent uh, digging and ancestry. And some DNA testing, uh, like all great family trees, ours <laughs> diverge and then it comes back together somewhere. Uh, so we have different fathers, and Eddie is related to my father, my biological father, uh, his family side. Uh, so that made you what third, uh, fourth, probably like fourth cousin once removed. Also, something like that. Yeah, it, it just got so so far split up there, and it, you know, it, it sounds funny when people talk about you know cousins marrying. It it really, really, really seems to have happened more than than you know. I, I I'm like okay, everybody jokes about it being the South, but man, when you go back and you start thinking about it, holy cow! I mean, when you get into the like early 1900s late 1800s you know there wasn't a lot of mobility there's no internet there's no phone right i mean who did you date yeah yeah the next i mean the next town was a day's walk or a yeah. half day horse ride right like so you didn't it was all so i'm the same town and uh you know i i saw a uh, youtube clip that kind of explained this and it said you know if you were to go back in time um, just mathematically, and everybody married or had a child. I don't say married, had a child with someone who was not directly uh, family with them. The the global population would be some like quadrillion number currently. So, uh, uh say inbreeding. I don't, don't want to say I've you know, to me, like first cousins, I think they've always been taboo. So, there, there oh, it was yeah. not first cousin level stuff but the the point uh, of it is of being cousins in and brothers at the same time so uh my brother who we were raised in the same household my dad was his dad growing up his, his whole his whole life uh so you know um 
that uh, we are, from a DNA standpoint, we're actually, and Eddie's more into this, he can explain more of it, but um, from a percentage standpoint, we share more DNA than normal half-brothers, right? right? Right. I mean, it was just, it wasn't a ton, but it was no, like, no. yeah, I mean, I think it was the normal half-brothers, it was like 15%, me and you were like 17.5% yeah. shared DNA, so slightly higher. Slightly, slightly higher number. And it, it, it's kind of interesting, you know, the DNA journey for me started, you know, quite a while back before yours did, obviously, and, and it, it all stems from kind of the same thing that you're talking about, right? So, growing up, we were brothers, right? I don't ever remember a time where, you know, dad wasn't dad, and, and, and until I was 12, it's a middle school, and that's when I stumbled across some, some information um, that mom had kind of tucked away. Uh, hidden in some picture photo albums boxes somewhere and you know me being the oh yes the, the boomers just keep it all buried just bury it all yeah and so so yeah so that's when i discovered that hey you know this person who i thought was my father was not my biological father and long story short i won't go into the, the deep and dirty laundry of it but when i hit 30 i started having some health problems and and so it was like yeah Doc keeps asking me, yeah, what's what's your family history like? I'm like, well, I can tell you my mom's side pretty clear. I'm like, but you know, I don't know my biological father. And so that started me down this journey of trying to find him. And and I did find him eventually. And that's a whole other story that we can say for maybe another episode because it's it's a it's yeah, a absolutely. I think it's important, right? Like the the dynamic um just from a family standpoint that that we went through. Oh, man. Yeah, it was it was uh we were definitely latchkey kids, um, mm-hmm. and and hundred yeah. percent. I think um, there's a ton of people. I, even currently, I, I think it's it's not went away entirely. I know families that are in the same situation, but uh, Gen X, like we defined latchkey. You know, before us, the boomers, there was a parent in the home for the most part. You know, mom yeah. stayed home, dad worked because that's how the economy was. And I think Gen X caught the brunt of um, having to have a two parent. Uh, household income. I know that was the case with us, that we did not move from poverty to middle class until uh, mom started working and became a nurse. Um, before that, you know, we were, yeah, it, it was it was pretty rough, you know. I mean, it was trailer parks and lights getting cut off and uh, old enough to remember actually going to the government food office where they gave you groceries. Um, you oh, didn't yeah. get food stamps to go to the grocery store. I literally remember government cheese. No, I don't look that old, folks. I, I will be 46 this November. Like someone told me earlier, they're like, you look like you're 30. And I'm like, on a good day, maybe. Yeah, that's not that's not happened yet. Brittany's hoping I go gray soon. Uh, yeah, well, I, I it's tell starting. you what, though, you've, you've got kids now. Um, it'll happen. Yeah, it's quicker. A brood. It'll happen quicker. I mean, if you go back and look at photos of me when I was in my late 30s, it was like there none of this was there. By the time, you know, I got through, and both of us have. Uh, you know, a, a whole litter of kids. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, you'll get there. Trust me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think the the interesting thing, you know, so kind of what we had planned on talking about mainly was like ancestry and, and, and stuff. So Eddie's done a lot more than I have on it. I've been super busy and my kids are young and he is almost an empty nester. There's a pretty large gap in my six years apart in age. Uh, and, uh, he had his kids, uh, kind of at a normal time span. I went through one marriage that, uh, I did not have kids. Um, I, I will probably not go into that. I'm just gonna say, thank goodness I did not. And got a later start. My, my first biological child was born 
uh, right before I turned 40. And uh, I inherited a uh, stepson. And maybe we'll talk about co-parenting. I think oh, that's I interesting because we both have we have some really interesting, I think, stories. I oh, have uh, me and my wife. She has a, we have a great co-parenting relationship with my stepson and Eddie. Unfortunately, his his wife currently and um, his ex-wife. Uh, so they they had two co-parenting relationships. They were navigating. They each had a child from previous marriage. Yeah, you need a uh, and, diagram to explain my kids. Yeah, we can <laughs> we can get the we can get the string out. Uh, so I think we both have some interesting views on that. That'll probably be another good episode on like things to to navigate. Like, you know, one of the things we want to do with this show is give advice. Right, we're both dads, and I think we're both geared towards that and things that. Uh, is it being passed on? You know, do people need help? Uh, do men need help? Right. Like I'm huge advocate uh, for men's mental health because I've suffered with that my myself. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, sorry, I really got off track there. Uh, we were, <laughs> which is what happened. So we were talking about um, family ancestry uh, and, you know, Eddie's done a lot more uh, of it. So um, I kind of let him dig in some of the things that he's found uh, talking about uh, extended family, reaching out and contacting people uh, and, and going, going there. What's, um, oh gosh, we've talked about so much. What, what it's kind of weird. Like, I don't feel like I'm interviewing you, but, but like, tell us like kind of the coolest person you have found that you've made contact with that's related to us, Man. either your, your, you know, your dad's side, biological dad's side or mom's side. So that, that's the, yeah, the, the whole thing is, and again, it was trying to find a lot. So to kind of go back and touch back on my biological father, I did find him um, when I was 30. It, it literally took me about two weeks of investigation. That was before I even did the DNA thing. Um, he did have some family tree information that someone had done. He handed that to me. We developed a relationship. And, and I, like I said, I won't go into the, the details of, of what led up to that and then where things went, but he did. We were pretty close for about eight years and he passed away um, after a, a battle of cancer and then some some issues of complications afterwards. And um, the whole time he, he had a sister that he didn't know. He'd never, you know, he vaguely had memories of her. He had one picture with her name on it. Um, and he had um, a couple other photos of his dad. There wasn't no, there wasn't really any clear information on who his mom was. He didn't know who his mom was, and so I, I sat out on this journey because I'm like, I really want to find this information out, and to kind of back up for a little bit because there's more to it than just wanting to know this information for myself. Part of it had to do with my kids are growing up, and at some point they're going to have questions about family and they're going to want to know, and I think it's important to understand your family history. And so to kind of answer your question, there, there's two sides to it. So there's people that I've found and had contact with several second, third, fourth cousins on both moms and my biological father's side of the family. Um, but then there's also the other cool side of it is if you could go way back in history and, and it gets a little hard as you go back, you could find some pretty cool facts. Um, and I think, you know, we can dig into that just a little bit. Like I said, I found, I did find my, my dad's lost sister um, in the last few weeks, actually. Um, unfortunately, she had passed away in 2016 as well. But, but you know, the, the fact that I could tie those two together, they had this, they did have the same birth mother, um, but there's still not a lot of records. So I, I'm always scratching the surface. 
So I think as, as, as you start digging in, you've got the family side and there's the cool stuff, right? So like we are, if I remember correctly, like ninth cousins to John Wayne or, you know, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And you know, one, one of the things I thought was cool <laughs> that we, we both found. So we share our tree, but we also were kind of doing independent stuff just to double check each other on some of this stuff. So the, the shared uh, uh, ancestors we have, uh, Frederick, uh, actually there are several Fredericks, but this particular Frederick, Frederick fought in the uh, Revolutionary War uh, and came from uh, Eastern Tennessee, the Bristol area, Abington, Virginia, kind of if you're familiar with that, uh, that area up there. And is part of what is known as the over the mountain men. So they basically started uh, marching from that Bristol, Abington, Virginia area and uh, trekked down through North Carolina, uh, not far from where I live currently, and made their all the way all the way down across to the state line right into South Carolina and took part in a, uh, the Battle of uh, Stone Mountain. Uh, which for all practical purposes was a turning point in the American Revolutionary War. It was a major victory. There's a monument down there with his name on it. So we're going to take a family trip, I think, uh, one day, at least me and the kids. Uh, obviously, Eddie can come along if he wants to. Uncle Skeddy. Uncle Skeddy, as my daughter says. Um, so, um, you know, but, you know, what ma makes it cool is, and I'm thinking about doing this. I don't think I've told you this, is both of us now, we, we have this direct lineage. It is proven. We have DNA. Uh, we both can become sons of the American Revolution, uh, which also means that my children and my daughters can become daughters of the American Revolution. Uh, and, you know, it's just, it's such a real palpable piece of history. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I wonder if I'm related to Washington or Jefferson. I'm related to a common guy who was a foot soldier that said, you know what? I want to be free. I want our country to be free and throw off the shackles of, of tyranny, basically, right? And all the all the hoorah-rah that goes with it. But in reality, there are very few people in the American population. Most of them felt like they were betraying their country. Uh, you know, they were all British, and they all were British, and they felt like they were British. So to actually have someone in our family that took up arms and fought, and not only fought, but helped muster troops along the way, when they left Bristol, it was not a standing battalion strength. They picked up people and persuaded people. So not only did they make this long, arduous trek in a very short amount of time, they picked up, uh, it wasn't a battalion, but they, they picked up substantial strength of militia on their way to South Carolina. So I think that's probably the coolest story that, that I've seen. I mean, there's tons and tons of interesting just tidbits out there, but that one there is, is very well documented and has some real teeth to it, which I think is pretty cool. So, so actually, I have I have another one kind of like saying. Both of us have the same um, common relationship. So our our mother's maiden name was Cross, and so I started digging back through through that line, and so that that line goes way back. And it's interesting as you talk about military. You, you we as we look back through our history, particularly in either the Leonard or the Cross line, there was a lot of a lot of military. And so as, as I dug back and going back and back and back, I, I, I went way back and I could go into that another time too. But, you know, one of the, our, actually our 10th great, great, 10th great grandfather. So 10 times great grandfather was Captain Sir Robert Cross. He was a Knight of the Royal Court of England. Um, and he, he actually 
sailed um, and with um, Sir Walter Raleigh. And, and so, and then, you know, there's a, there's a pretty extensive history on the Cross family, which I found out there's, there's a lot of detailed records. And this is the thing. So, you know, this has kind of been a little bit of story time, but I think one of the things that, that I wanted to kind of convey to folks is family history, super important, right? You want to know not only your health history, but you want to know where you came from. And, and it's funny because, you know, I'm very patriotic. John's very patriotic. You know, I served in the military. And as we go back and start seeing all of our forefathers, a lot of them were patriotic. They were in the military or some some branch of military, some form of military. They fought. And it, it, it's pretty amazing to see that that continues even when you don't know it. Right. That that bloodline kind of continues. Those genetics kind of continue. Um, but, you know, it's not all it's not all, you know, honey and roses and, and you know, rainbows and unicorns i will tell you <laughs> oh yeah yeah we we uncovered quite a bit of um family drama family drama like yeah you can carry like every generation has had their oh wait that child was born when they were still married to so-and-so but they're on that census over at that house um yep. i mean e even to the point that we have had some questions about immediate Oh, I'm gonna say immediate family. That's not right. I, very close relatives. So, uh, mom's dad. Uh, I I don't know that I have satisfactory cleared up. She said that he died when she was a little girl, and I neither of us have found that record. We in fact we have found that he died two years after Eddie was born, mm -hmm. uh, and so we've not we've made the decision to not ask our mother. Uh, she will not see this podcast. Don't worry, they are not internet people or podcast people in the least little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we don't, you know, did he just ditch, you know, which was pretty common and her mom to save her feelings said he died, you know, instead of to save her the sense of abandonment, which I can, I, I could see. There was a lot of that. Did she think that he died? Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, um, tons, tons of that. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, so there, there's a, a ton of that and you can see notes. Um, this kid has, the last name of the person that they were housekeepers for. So, that's great. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, I want to tell you, be prepared. And, and, you know, the genetics thing helps if you're trying to find lost relatives or whatever. So I, I hope to, you know, I hope, I hope this is encouraging folks to, to go and do research your family. It's expensive. It's time consuming. Oh my goodness. It's time consuming. It's I, I don't, you know, I think expensive is relative. Like, I mean, no, right. if you're doing it yourself, I, I mean, Everything's relative. I mean, the subscription a month is not that much. The DNA test is like hundred bucks. Time consuming, hundred percent. Many times we've been on a call together. We'll start at like eight, and next thing we know, it's like one in the morning. It's like, oh crap, I gotta go. I gotta be at work in like six hours. Like I gotta go to bed. Uh, anyway, all right. So hey, you know what? Let's let's pause. And y'all, we are trying to figure out a format for the show. These will get better. This is number one, so we want to do some segments, but. Uh, Let's do um, totally let's do a too. Gen X like uh, what what have you thought about uh, this week? I mean, this man this changes almost daily. But Eddie, what what have you come across or what has popped into to your mind that you have not thought about forever? Uh, that that is so uh, Gen X that just 
kids today, Gen Z, I mean, really, we're on, I mean, what is the new gen? Like, my, my young kids, like, I think, are we going with coronials people? Because I really don't like that. But if they're going to be coronials, Correct. like, we're at, we're at, we're past Z, we're past Z. Do we go yeah. to numbers? Do we go to double A? Like, I don't know where we're going from Z. It's like Excel. Excel is just like double A. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the tabs, the columns keep getting, getting larger. Uh, anyway, so Gen Z, uh, and then, I mean, my wife's actually a millennial, so I'm not going to say but there's even stuff. Uh, we'll talk about that. There's even stuff that she does. That I'll say sometimes, you know, we're 14 year gap and she's just, she stares at me. She's like, what? Uh, anyway, what, what have you come across the last week or two that you've thought about or is just, you've seen and you're like, holy crap, I forgot all about that. Oh my God. I, you know, I shared this video with you the other day, the whole freaking the video dating thing. With, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh my Lord. That yeah. had me in tears. That that was real. There were franchises. Yes. So so video dating, video dating services, and this is interesting. So Eddie joined the military, and I was going to do that, and I decided to become a cop instead. So I was a police officer for a while, and uh, so when he sent me that, I was laughing because I'd never told him this. Uh, you know, I was a cop in High Point, North Carolina, and so on East Chester Drive, across from the lake, like I, I visually remember what this building looks like. <laughs> There was still a video dating. It's, it's on the tail end of it, right? So it's still a video dating service where people can go in and they pay, and it was expensive. Like I remember asking the people, and they're like, "Oh, it's like five hundred dollars a month." And we produce these amazing results. It's just crazy. Uh, so pre-internet, uh, I mean, t- tell you how long ago? Like it was pre nine eleven. I didn't even carry a cell phone with me as a cop. Like I, hardly anybody had cell phones. Uh, it was it was so long ago. Yeah, yeah, it was so long ago. Anyway. But they kept getting broken into over the course of three or four months. I got broken into like six times and all the videotapes and all the files kept getting stolen. So like they had no way to contact their customers. They were worried about people finding their home addresses and like, were they stalking women? I'd take the report like six times until they finally got some better security and beefed up the doors. And I guess the people just stopped, but I'm just like, that's probably where that video came that. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, he sent me that. Uh, I think, let's see, what have I seen? Um, oh, uh, I got, you know, I made a reference the uh, the other day. And um, I got sent uh, someone that was standing next to me, sent someone a voicemail. And I was like, nobody's home. Nobody's home. <laughs> oh, the, no the crazy yeah. calls answering machine seven and so i had to go find it on youtube because i had no idea what i was talking about and show it exactly what you're talking about and it was the actual commercial for it so wait let me so like keep in mind like this is uh mid 90s i think was was the uh crazy calls thing so 30 30 years ago that's weird to say um the late 1900s how, how much so seven it was just seven messages on one cassette we're going to test Eddie's trivia knowledge. Oh, geez. The price is right. You cannot bid a dollar. How much did that cassette cost with, before shipping and handling? Before what do you think that cassette? Handling. Yeah. What, what? How much did it cost? Oh, my gosh. I think it'll blow your mind when I tell you. I, I, I don't know. $4.99. $14.95 oh. for those seven messages was $14.95. It wasn't two easy payments, was it? Uh, no, they did not offer two easy payments, but like, uh, you know, I'm going to be that guy. I'm, I'm going to, you, you talk, I'm going to go to my handy dandy inflation calculator and we're going to see what that is in today's money. That's uh, insane. 14, that seems yeah. crazy. 
Yep, yep. Oh, uh, let's crazy. see. What, what, what do you think it is in today's money? Let me, while I'm punching in, what, what, oh, what would be Don't your... ask me to do math. Not, uh, not I, now. I'm, I'm going to go 1993. We'll go exactly 30 years. If I purchased an item for 1495. I've got to carry the one book of things. I need to learn new math now. Oh, okay. In today's money, it'd be $30.88 oh, for no seven. Like, can you imagine if you wanted to download a voicemail? No, no, let, let's just not even say that. Would you pay $31 for an app on your phone? Don't ask me that question. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I guess, I, I mean, I guess it depends. You know, we're not talking subscription. I guess if it was a great app, maybe I would pay $31 for it. But would you pay $31 for seven songs today? On a cassette. Yeah. No, I mean, would you pay seven? with a pencil to rewind it? Uh, I, it probably did. Pencil and a little bit of scotch loose? tape. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, there's a Gen X thing for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, oh, yeah, that was that. That was that was my uh, my crazy thing this past week. Uh, I was I was traveling and I was around some younger people that had no clue. Actually, I guess that was week before last. I had no clue what I was talking about. Well, a couple of people around me are in my age, and they knew what I was talking about. I, I, look, my youngest son didn't know what Wheaties were. Oh, that blew my mind. Was yeah, they still make yeah, they still make Wheaties, but yeah, I the know, reference still it's like it was a common commercial when we were kids. And I re- and you know, I it was after a baseball night, so I coach I coach little league. And so it was after one of our practices, and it just the team was just horrible, horrible. Everybody was just like tired, lackadaisical, not doing dropping everything. Just it was just horrible. And we got in the truck around the way home, and I'm I, I looked over at my youngest son, I'm like, What's wrong with the team today? Did they not eat their Wheaties? And he just looks at me and goes, What? I'm like, they're not eat their Wheaties. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know what Wheaties are? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, oh god. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I still, I still refer to the Russians as the Soviets. <laughs> so even my wife—that's the one that trips my wife up all the time because it, she, she was born in '92, right? So Cold War was done. Wall fell in '91. I was—I mean, I was in middle school. I remember the wall falling. It's a big deal, you know, and um, you know, so I, I still say the Soviets. Well, it's the, the Soviets are invading the Ukraine. She's like, the what? <laughs> the Soviets. Like, she's like, you mean Russia? And I'm like, yeah, the Russians. Yeah, it's always the Russians. <laughs> uh, which will, will bring me to one of the points, and I will go into this and I'll tirade, and I will stand by this as long as I live the rest of my life, that the 80s we're hands down the absolutely peak of humanity. I like it's been downhill. It's been downhill ever since. Now, don't get me wrong. We've got a lot of cool stuff now, right? We're able to do this, yeah, but just the peak of humanity was the '80s. You had a definitive good guy and you had a definitive bad guy. We both kept our sides in check, and when that came apart, it all started unraveling after well, that. And we went downhill. It, this is true, but I mean, you you got. I mean, I don't know, but. Maybe it was the '80s fashion that started the, the downfall of society. I don't know. Some of, there were some questionable fashion choices in the '80s. See, the neon thing, yeah, I can get that. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, people haven't seen it because I've been on this view like this. Woo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, every, <laughs> everybody had a trapper keeper that looked like that. Oh my god. Well, oh, they're making a comeback. Trapper keepers making comebacks. That's why we we've kind of sort of skipped the '80s of like bell bottoms and flared legs and all that were coming back out. And I was like, all right. We'll be up to the 80s next. Now we've skipped back into like my high school generation, like Genco's are back. And I'm just like, you know, 
spike hair and frosted tips. And I'm like, man, it's like a bad Smash Mouth video currently. Like, can we? Like, I, I think we just realized that while the '80s were great, it, it was it was definitely the peak of excessism. If, if I can make that word up right now, I mean, it was yeah, excess was the thing in the '80s. Greed, but, greed is good. Greed is good, but I mean, greed is but, good. Uh, no, I mean, but, so okay, so this will be a good, I think, a good time to segment or segue into kind of one of the other segments, a totally random dude segment that that we've talked about, right? So we we kind of. One of our thoughts is, and, and again, we'd love any feedback on this. I think is, I think we want to do a segment where we just like t- pick some totally random topic, like you know, favorite movie or favorite quote from the eighties, whatever. I don't, I don't know. So what? Let's just go with that. Let's just go with favorite movie from the eighties. Oh man, like. It's tough. It's tough. tough. I know because it's, there it's were there tough. were. Well, I, I've got seasonal favorites. True. So I mean, do, do we want to rule out seasonal movies? Because, well, man, no. like a Christmas story is. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should yeah, maybe should we rule out seasonal seasonal favorites? All right, let's rule out seasonal favorites. Um, although I could watch it any time of year. Uh, like I so, if you ask me, Christmas, it's a Christmas story. If you ask me my favorite Christmas movie, it's a Christmas story. Uh, right, right past the Christmas vacation like there but Christmas story wins for me every every time yeah. I will watch it all 24 hours on TBS uh, do they still do that I don't know I got streaming now uh, so, <laughs> who knows um, all right so favorite 80s movie Jesus um, and it's tough because there's some there's some from the 70s too that kind of got replayed a lot in the 80s that were really good too yeah yeah I, I'm definitely you know here's one thing I missed so before I, well, I'm thinking because I got, I got to mill this over, is the quality. And, and listen, and I mean this, I'm not talking about like cinematic or special effects quality, but the actual plot and the story of all the B-rate 80s movies. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, so, like, uh, was it Chud? And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, like, underground like, dwellers. Yeah, like, right? I mean, so, like, this stuff that was like, when they made it, like they had no intention of it actually looking produced well, but the story was good enough where you're like, yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll watch. I I'm in. Like I'm there for you, right? Like cardboard blowing up or or whatever it was. Like I miss that because nobody makes B-rate movies anymore. Oh, yeah. Like even the stuff that's produced on Netflix and by Amazon is a high production oh, no, value. High. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I mean, I, can we just get back to some crap movie that you made for like twenty thousand dollars and? Like clerks, like I mean, freaking genius. Anyway, Kevin, Kevin all right. Favorite '80s movie. So I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm looking in perspective, and I'll probably forget movies. You want to do Let's, speed round and just pick genres, and then go with each genre. God, go. Okay, go. That might work better. All right. Uh, favorite '80s comedy. Uh, Blues Brothers. Oh, see, that's yeah, that's a good one, but I have to go with Airplane. Yep. Yeah. Well. Class. See, that just just made the cusp because that came out in Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. My turn. Uh, uh, Action movie. Go. Oh, God. What year did Rambo come out? Uh, Solid. First first one, solid. But one and two. Actually, I think all uh, the first three were all 80s. Yeah. One, two, and three. Rambo still. It's it's actually on the TV recently, believe it or not. Yeah. First one. Which Rambo? Rambo. First one. The first one. Why are you here to save you? Save your boy? No, I'm here to save you. 
Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. All right, uh, action movie for me. Uh, I was I was huge into Rambo. Like you brought that. Remember, I had the Rambo toys. Like I had the yeah, I had the, I the car, but that was after Rambo two. But now as an adult, so if I look back and you're like, hey, you want to watch Rambo or you want to watch this? Um, I'm not gonna lie, guilty pleasure, Iron Eagle. Completely, oh, man. Yeah. It's got some Queen. You got some uh, uh, Quiet Right. Like just Iron Eagle, man. Iron and Eagle. Most people don't know this. It came out a couple months before Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a lower production value because the military did not officially support it because it portrayed the military as being incompetent and allowing teenagers to breach military security. So the Air Force said, we're out. We're not going to do it. So a lot of the air, the F-16s flying was actually stock footage they bought from DOD. <laughs> yeah. And, and see, and then, so I don't, so would that, would that classify as a war movie or would that be just an action movie? Cause see, I, if, if we said like war kind of movies, I'd have to go with Red Dawn, dude. I, I'm, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's uh, okay. So we're, we'll, we will, we will lump Red Dawn into the drama genre, like, okay, drama. So, so we're, yeah. So where, where would you put Roadhouse? A Roadhouse, Roadhouse is lower for me. Like, I, I don't, you know. You don't like Roadhouse? It's okay, like I, you know, but like Roadhouse versus Red Dawn. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, it's you know, it's like, like um, any of the Chuck Norris movies, I guess, would be up in there, but yeah, sort of, that, that would all be great. action. Um, yeah, Pierce Brosnan too. Like, there's like guy you just forget about, but like his movies are just like epitome of eighties. So, all right, so, so yeah, I'm, got, I'm right going out. We've got people that are going, who the hell was Pierce Brosnan? And then we also have people going, oh my god, I forgot about it. I forgot about Pierce Brosnan, right? <laughs> I think like mom had mom, mom had a crush on Pierce. Like she oh, yeah. would not miss a Pierce Brosnan movie when it came out. Oh, yeah. TV. Absolutely. Uh, that was that was her guy. Um yeah, so dra- drama. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Red Dawn. Like there maybe yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything that really has because it is it's an action movie, it's a war movie, it's drama, like it's it's a great 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it absolutely is. Uh so okay. Um horror movie, go. Oh. And he's a horror fan. He's yeah, this would be hard for him. Now. You talk about having to think. Oh my god, I that's a tough one. Horror movies from the eighties. Um, when did Phantasm come out? That was a pretty good one. That was not going to look that up because that was in the. I think that was in the eighties. If only we had a way to look for things like that. I yeah. think that was well, early. If only, if only I had someone I could talk to that would just tell me things I want to know. Fantastic. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, yeah, it's been forever. It's like a weird silver ball with the, the yeah. spike in it. That was 79. I just missed it. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. So, all right. So, I can't count that one. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I have to I have to go through a list because there's just so many of them. I, I just oh, man. Mine's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, to me, like, I think when you, like, that's one I could watch over and over. I mean, one, two, three, four, but like it still rattles them. Like, I'll find myself just rattling that off. My kids are like, What are you talking about? Better than Children of the Corn? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Texas, well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was 70s, though. See, I think 70. Yeah. Okay. So, would you put, um, the thing in, horror movie right i'd put that in horror movie yeah I, I, I wouldn't yeah 
Yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. There were a lot. I mean, there were you talk about bad movies. I mean, there were some. You know, you had all the Friday the Thirteenth, obviously. I mean, there were a lot of like just B-rate horror movies. Um, yeah. I mean, there were some that were kind of half good. I mean, Evil Dead, Poltergeist. I mean, Poltergeist is up there. I mean, that was really. Oh, good. Poltergeist is up there. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that one gave me nightmares as a kid. Yeah, that was. Um, did not like the old staticky TV after that. Like I was good. Oh yeah, no, they're they're actually I'm, I'm maybe that's where my thing with swimming pool started. Was that movie like really? Wasn't when I threw you in the pool? I don't think so. I, I think it was. I think it was poultry. See, and now we know why. After seeing the John Wayne video, the kid that couldn't swim, and then he throws yeah. him in the water. Now I see we are related. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Aliens. I forgot about aliens. See, the thing are aliens and the shining. I but I love Stephen King. So I, so I would say aliens is sci-fi. So if you want to pick that as your sci-fi movie, you could. Okay. We'll go with that then. That whole trilogy, which I think, by the way, is a true story. I have yeah. I have a whole theory around that. <laughs> well, according to the government. Well, it's, no, I, any, I, anything is possible currently. I, I know, In the year twenty twenty three of our Lord. AD, right. um, aliens are real. Yeah, I, I mean, if I can see a black obelisk somewhere, I'm good. Like I'll understand it at that point. Oh yeah, two thousand. Yeah. All right. So that was that was like we'll do. T maybe we'll do TV next time. We'll do yeah, TV. We do TV or music, which you know. I, I, anyway. Oh yeah, I could just go on and on with music. I mean, that's pretty much all all I play anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so. All right, so what do we do? All right, we talked about uh, genealogy, uh, which was kind of what we wanted to brush up on, and then I think we, uh, well, we also said we want to do advice, right? Like actual, kind of like Gen X advice for the uh, for the next generation. Uh, I, I think, yeah, no. God, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that there's not enough people getting slapped in the face uh, or are worried about getting punched. <laughs> I think if more people got punched, the world would be a nicer place because people yeah. would know what, you know, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. Something uh, one way said. or the other. There was something to be said for those playground brawls that we got into, right? Oh, 100%. 100%, you know. Um, but I think as far as advice goes, I mean, you know, I'll go along those lines. My, my piece of advice, you know, looking back on the uh, 40-some-odd years, now it's, it's just – it's it's true just year after year with with every generation is understand so i'm speaking to the gen z now right and and the younger people out there life is going to punch you when you least expect it and it's going to knock you down and you're going to be tried in ways that you uh never thought you were or you're going to feel that you're not susceptible to and i think that's the big one like i know I felt like I was impervious to kind of these cliche um, ways that that life. Oh, it's the broken heart and the guys an alcoholic. And I'm like, ah, that'll never be me. And I, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm going to tell you what, it's quite a few nights of me waking up on the floor the next day um, and struggling to get through things in life. And I, I really had blinders on to the fact that I'm not really far away and none of us are far away from any of these, you know, scenarios of um, when something happens to you in life, whether it be becoming homeless, 
um, being so heartbroken that you really dip down into a high level of, of depression uh, and um, consider really bad things for yourself. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, people are like, ah, I'm going to go do this thing. I was a cop and he was in the military. Uh, so things that you see and do and, and they stick with you. You know, I know um, having been just a short while in law enforcement, wasn't wasn't a career in law enforcement. It was a short term, like four years in law enforcement. That to this day, there are people that I, uh, usually they, they were kids. I mean, truthfully, everyone I wonder about, they were really young. Um, children that I wonder about what happened to them because I just, unfortunately, calls happen and things happen and you take care of them. And to this day, I say it haunts me. But I remember one particular girl I had to take to a um, a boarding home. I say a boarding home. It's really more of a juvenile center um, because she was being beaten by her only caregiver, who was her aunt. And she had no other family. Her mom and dad were dead. She had no close family. Uh, and she begged and pleaded for me not to take her. You know, she, you know, last time she left her house. I mean, she literally went there with the clothes on her back, um, as judge's order after child protective services got brought in. And I was thinking the other day, you know, that girl was 14 in 2000. So today she is 37. And I hope she's okay. I hope she turned out okay. So um, things will hit you. That's my advice. Um, be strong and develop the fortitude of character. Um, Life ain't easy. Almost, almost being stoic, right? Like stoicism is a valuable thing just to understand that you lived a good and just life and that that's good enough regardless of what happens to you because there's a lot of days that that's what got me through. Is I, I looked inside finally and I was like, I'm a good person. Regardless of anything else, I'm a good person. Uh, so, yeah, you know, like that. that's my advice is life is going to, it's going to hit you where you don't think it's going to um, in ways that you don't think it's going to. That's my advice. Yeah. Be stoic. Be stoic. I, I, I think mine would be for this week is, is don't take your family for granted. Um, and I say that it's not just a, you know, your immediate family, but, but your to go back to our initial topic, right? Ancestry. Um, Along with that, also don't 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 be so quick to judge other people because you really don't know what your history is like, right? Until you start looking into it. I mean, you might find as you start digging back into your history that that there are things in your family that are you know right along with you know things that you're judging other people on, and you didn't even realize it you know as part of your family as well. So you know, you only got one family. Um, so to speak, and, and, uh, you know, keep them close. I mean, there, there's going to be times in your lives where, where things are going to fall apart. I know we could probably talk a whole other topic on that. I know John and I have a whole long story, whether or not we go into that, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be a year's worth of therapy sessions. A, yeah, I know that might be what this is, <laughs> being, but, uh, I, I think the reality of it is, you know, John and I have, have gotten so much closer and, and, you know, I think we've, you know, we've had our falling out over the years. I mean, bro we're brothers, right? I mean, every you know, brothers, you know, siblings. You know, you're going to get into it, but there's something to be said about having your family close um, relationship, especially as you get older, right? 
you want your kids to know their cousins, right? This is, goes back to the whole ancestry thing, right? We have cousins we didn't even know we had. Um, I had an aunt I didn't even know I had and missed an opportunity to get to know her. Um, so, you know, don't take your family for granted and and just stay strong in your family. I think that's that's probably mine for this week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, I mean, and that's um yeah, I mean, and that can be tough. I mean, we're 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 proof of that too with family that it can be tough sometimes to balance. Uh, you know, don't take them for granted, but at the same time, don't let it overstep the the line of appropriate. So that's it. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think. I mean, you know, I just realized this thing don't have a timer on it. It's been about forty five minutes. It's a few, yeah, it's a yeah. I think I think we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we'll fine tune the segments down the road. I don't know and when this box. one's going to go out. Like, yeah. Yeah, I like your box. Fine tune box. box. Like, speaking yeah, of eight, we went letterbox. Ooh, I still like, have a little letterbox right now. I'm in HD. You do. You're like you're like cut for TV right there. Like you're, right. this this film has not been edit, edited for TV. <laughs> My box. Uh, so we'll 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 work on segments and topics, and you know whenever you guys see this, whenever we put it out, I know you see the Podbean thing there. I haven't even set that up yet. It's going to go out somewhere. It'll probably be on Podbean because they make life easy. So shout out to Podbean for helping me before they've even helped me. If you want to be a sponsor, give us a call. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, right. So we need sponsors. We need sponsors. Uh, Carhartt is not sponsoring this, um, and they're probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> this is sponsored yeah. by me and Eddie. That's right. uh, uh, so all right, well, cool. Well, we'll uh, we don't have a snazzy sign off. I mean, do we need one? Like, what's um, uh, we should build one, should yeah, it's build episode one? one, whatever. That's the sign off, whatever, whatever. Let's switch to whatever, whatever, dude, <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> all right, uh, later. All right, have a good one.